0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Classroom to Staffroom, I'm joined by my co-host Jody Epia, I'm Miles O'Kane and I look forward to taking you all along for the ride. We're up to week seven now, week seven, term one, talk Ooh. me through what's going through the heads. Well, one of the big things at this point in time, NAPLAN's
1: all around everywhere.
0: NAPLAN, yeah, so NAP Australia's favourite right. standardised test. Right.
1: So I think NAPLAN has been something that we've always, everyone always gets ready for. Yeah. And hopefully that it runs smoothly. But I'll tell you what, over the times that I've ran NAPLAN or been part of the NAPLAN process, yep. now that it's gone digital in, in the sense that it technology, technology needs to be on point, whereas, yeah. the old school, whereas the old school
0: paper was all good, paper was there. But now it's on computers. I came up in the paper world of the NAPLAN and I was doing some I've never done so I've been since they've switched across to the digital version. Yeah. I've never done a digital version with my class. Been rostered on for it, but I was doing some past papers of the the paper ones with my students a couple yeah. weeks ago. Today's test is hard. Those past papers were more intense. Yeah. So, whoa, this is a different standard of teaching. Now maybe it's just a one-off paper or whatever. Not saying what, or maybe Technology, man, is all around us. It's important. We need it.
1: Very important that the technology works on the day. On the day. be prepared to, you know, having to have a plan B or plan C or even D. Because, yeah, things do happen. And sometimes computers don't like playing nicely. They don't. Yeah, so that's one of the, that's one thing that I've noticed over this week is just making sure everybody's on top of their, the NAPLAN game. Um, making sure if you're a test administrator, you know what you're doing. Yep. You invite, explain to the kids, read the script, do everything you have to do. I think one way that I've found out is be prepared or prepare your intro to the kids of how to log in. Make sure that's up on the board so the kids don't have to ask a million and one questions. It's already there.
0: Wins and losses for the
1: week. Oh, I think, I think I'm, at the moment, there's a, a loss in the sense that there's a couple of kids who aren't showing up to class. It's like your classic avoidance, the fear of failure, but you can't change anything with them, not unless you have them in the class. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like a, a, a double-edged sword. So you sort of want them in the class to make change with them. But if they're not coming, that's the hardest part. So
0: yeah, there's a bit of a loss there. The inconsistency is hard, isn't yeah. it? I think that's across everything in teaching. It's just the, yeah, the consistency, especially being math teachers, consistency, you need to build on those blocks and then missteps and then you're fighting in between those battles. My win, so parent night last night, it's always good parent. Like I, it's interesting having different staff at different points in their career with parent nights. I still get at times before a little bit anxious with parent nights, even though I've done it for 15 times in 15 years, but still like, okay, what's... you know, I haven't met a parent before. Or even if I had met parents before, I'm like, what's the situation here? I was thinking about it last night. Like, I've never had a parent, and not talking myself up. I've never had a parent night go bad. Yet in my mind beforehand, there always be a worst case scenario. What if this happens? <laughs> what if we go here? It was nice walking away last night, having touched base with parents, having seen the department, the school, parents getting involved, which is probably a trickier school at times, mm. to have that commitment it was good. And I think it's the parent, teacher, student, connection, of the triangle there, that's where you can make a bit of a difference as oh, yeah. well. I think the more parents see that, and then students, get the students to the parent not as well, can see that everyone's in it together, yep. then you can go from there. Oh, it's a powerful thing, the parent-teacher interview thing. You get to get to know the parent, and they get to know you a little bit
1: more. You sort of, mm-hmm. you know, ma- make that relationship with them. The student then starts to see that, you know, you get on with the parent, and the parent and you, yourself work together for the best outcome for the student. Mm-hmm. But it's funny too, at the same time, the questions that come up, I know as staff, like I know when I was, when my kids were at school, Mm -hmm. I went around to all of my teachers and I said to them, don't tell me what my kid's good at. Tell me what my kid's not good at. I want to know what they're not doing
0: well. (laughs) Can I stop you there? We worked at a school previous where your daughter (laughs) was at and we had friends at. And it was the first time I, and I didn't know that well at the time, I had experienced another teacher having the school there. How do you find that experience, having teachers at the school, having your daughter at the school at parent night? Oh, was right. it bizarre?
1: It is, because the teacher can't sort of jazz things up because they know you or you know them. They, they have to, like, when, yep. when they show me the evidence that they've got everything that what my daughter's done. Yep. Hey, lovely! I love that. Thank you so much. It's so amazing. Yeah. But what is she not doing so well? That's what I want to know. Straight to the hard questions. Yeah, all right. Straight in, because like at the end of the day, I want to help correct that. Because if you're having any issues with her, i.e., if she talks too much, which I know she does, yep. tell me that's one of the areas that needs to be fixed up. Yeah. So I can address that at home, and then we can, you know, hopefully work out things well for the better.
0: Would you Would you find and if you're not comfortable with this? Let me know. I know you will be. Would you find teachers trying to pad up too positive and come in with that? I imagine if you know someone as well, yeah. you'd probably leave it the positives, wouldn't you? <laughs> and especially if you're a newer Absolutely. staff.
1: we we have got a, a a mutual friend that was the yeah. math teacher of my of my daughter. Yeah, and it, I sat down, broke. I said, bro, just tell me the truth. Don't flash it up for me." How was she going? He goes, Oh, she's doing well. I said, Are you lying? She goes, No, 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 he's actually, she's actually doing well. And I said, What's she not doing good at? She goes, Oh, she tends to talk a lot. But you need to jump on that. You
0: need to jump on that right from the start. <laughs> so there's initial backpedal, no? Hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to verify this story with something. <laughs> yeah, I've often thought that'd be weird. My mother was a teacher. I would have hated it. She's a great lady, great teacher. I would have hated it being at the school. Yeah. And even now, if I'm a teacher, I thought, I'd anyway, but that's just me. <laughs> I won't go down that path. <laughs> the left field question today: mm. your most favourite teaching movie?
1: Ooh! See, so you got me thinking there. I've got two mm. that come to mind straight away, mm. but then there's a third person in the race as well.
0: Just so like that, you just summon three like that. Yep. These I'm, aren't prepared.
1: These questions. I'm thinking um, off the top of my head. Coach Carter. Oh. Remember the Titan? Oh. And then you got Dude, the, strong uh, start. You know, either one of those two can easily jump in. But then I also look at that one where the plane crashed and they but, rebuilt that whole town. A lot of the
0: Flies? No. <laughs> well, Alive? That's the two plane crash movies I've seen.
1: But it, had, it had to do with... Was there a, teaching a involved? AFL, uh, a whole NFL team crashed. Yeah. must have been that Alive.
0: Based on a real story?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and right. Coach. The coach actually must have survived or something because it was based from the coach's point of view. Having to rebuild that town having to make them believe again. Yep. But it's those inspirational. Yeah. I can't even remember the name of the guy. But there's so many
0: other movies. <laughs> you really went deep with this. I'm impressed. <laughs> oh, this was not planned at all. Like, like really Coach Carter, bro, Knocked right out there. of the park. I'm going to not be able to like the stage with that one. Back it up. Yeah, Coach Carter's definitely up there. Remember the Titans, very good choice. Yeah. Dangerous Minds. Oh, yes. Dangerous yes, Minds. Yes, I think it yes. was the first one for me. Michelle Pfeiffer in that hard-to-staff school, fighting those battles, <laughs> yes. changing kids' lives. Very good thing. And I also look
1: at like a skit.
0: Yeah. Probably that dude that plays the relief teacher.
1: Oh, the old fella? Old and New Zealand fella? No, 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 no. And he calls out the kids' names and he says it totally wrong. Balake. Balake. Is, is Balake here? And nobody knows what he was saying. And the guy goes, my name's Blake. <laughs> <laughs> what show? Is this a show <laughs> or, I or just, a movie? Yeah, it's, uh, what's it called? <laughs> I'll find it, very But it's so funny. He, he gets the names of the kids wrong. Yep. And every kid... And he gets angry because the kids are saying their it's name hard to mess up, Blake. Bro, and like, A-A-Ron, bro. There's A-A-Ron here. And Double he goes, A. oh, my name is Aaron. <laughs> and he just threw everything off the desk, bro, and lost it.
0: God bless relief, teachers. Yeah. All right. Today, focus for the episode, you know you're a teacher when. Ooh, yes. As in, you know you're a teacher when these character traits occur in your life, outside of the school campus mm. or the classroom. I'm going to take this one. I'm going to start it off. My biggest one, I know I'm a teacher when, is when I'm talking to non-teacher folk and I barely know them. As soon as I mention they're a teacher, well, I'm a teacher, sorry, they go straight down, you guys get this X amount of holidays. Oh. How hard can your life be? You're never more than five <laughs> weeks away from holidays. I'm like, son, oh, man, you don't even know who I am. Yeah, just yeah. judge me right now. And just the, like just shoots through me. I'm better now. I'm mature. I just don't <laughs> care as much anymore. Yeah. When I first started teaching me, I'm like, all right, I'm going to explain everything to you now, what yeah. I do in a day. I'm going to justify myself. I'm like, how do you – like, I don't – every job is hard like we surely have some common sense to go oh okay that's pretty tough like they're (laughs) in the classroom dealing with x amount of kids doing all this stuff probably time they get to holidays is gonna be well worthwhile the other thing is the two week holidays that first week i'm just like collapsed Like the energy is just down i'm just recovering the second week is just a bit of planning and stuff now that's getting better over time but, like, yeah, when the first five years, it was like holidays didn't exist. Like, it was a bit of extra time to sleep in, but then it's just back into it oh, yeah. and going from there. But it is, I think I'm handling it better. The other one's being a math teacher, is that when I mention I'm a math teacher, people just throw all these crazy calculations at me. Oh, yes. I'm like, hold on, I teach math, I am not a mathematician. Like, it is crazy. And they throw stuff like you're supposed to know. I'm like, well, what's the answer? And they're like, well, you're the math teacher. <laughs> And you're like, well, you know, you can't just do that. It's yeah. Be, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I totally agree with
1: you, and I think that's the catalyst for this actual podcast actually create itself because of that situation that a lot of people assume that teachers just get two weeks every ten weeks yep. and six, six, six weeks at the end of the year, sort of thing.
0: You work a nine to three job. No,
1: so much more <laughs> yeah. than that. But what what a lot of people fail to understand is that teaching is more than just you know. If the kids come in the class, everybody sits down nicely, gets out their pen and paper and then start rolling up and doing their work. It's, it's way more than that. Yeah. So I agree. So when I talk with people that I've not met and they ask me, oh, what do you do? I said, oh, I'm a teacher. It's almost like, what? You're a teacher? It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, but. That means you must like kids. I said, yeah. You
0: come to you the dots.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so just, um, I said to them, yeah, you gotta like kids to be able to teach them well. Yeah. I said, come the day when I don't like kids, I'll probably retire or get out of the game and do something else. But yeah. right now, it's the light bulb moments for me. So I yeah, know I'm taking when you you in, when you see the light bulb moments and you, the kids actually look at you in, in like glee of like, wow, is this is This, it? is this how it's done? Said, yeah, yeah. So it's just getting those. Changing the minds of those that don't understand what teachers go through on a day-to-day. Yeah. Because it's not just a straightforward thing. It's not just, I'm a math teacher. Come into my class. Let's do math. There are so many other things that you're constantly working at the same time. It's almost like you're multitasking 10 to 12 different things. Yes. Making sure this spot fire is okay. Making sure that's okay. Quickly checking on that person. And it starts from when they first come in the classroom. So that's what I'm going to say. One of the biggest things that I notice when they say, you know you're a teacher when, is that... Sometimes you can go into automatic pilot
0: mode and you just start doing all these With things. With sensors? Do you do that as well? I find I'm super vigilant when I'm outdoors and I'm like, I don't know if it's just being in me or it's just <laughs> trained through teaching and I'm always scanning stuff oh, and looking for the threats. Absolutely. It's something that it's
1: almost second nature because I can scan the room and I can notice when the head's looking up, and yep. you can notice that they're not on task. Yeah. And all you have to say is just focus yep. or. Say the person's name, yeah, and then straight away the head will come back down. pencil will be picked back up, and where they go, yeah. So it just, it's just—it's just constant reinforcing, constant positivity, constant telling the kids to stay focused, try your best, you know, encouraging over and over and over. But if I was to say to someone outside of a teaching career and or teaching, get inside
0: the classroom, right, get and in, experience it, get in it. there and have a look, walk in my shoes before <laughs> yes. you judge me. That's my start. What do you get, my man? Yeah, you know you're a teacher when oh, when I have a look at. My
1: nieces and nephews, when Mm -hmm. I have a look at young kids that I see and I see them coming through, Mm -hmm. and even if I'm on holiday, I know I'm a teacher when I see... Something like a kid, and I can I can instill something into them, or impart something, or some part of knowledge. Just
0: a random kid, right? Just a random kid. Give me a situation. Oh,
1: look, I I was down. um, Where was I? I At a a rugby league game. Yep. And just having a yarn with a few kids, and some kids was talking about some particular thing. Yeah. So I said to them, "Oh, so do you guys know how to do that?" And then they go, "Oh, not really." I said, "It's that easy." So I broke it down for them, gave them the step by step process of how to do this, and they were like, "What?" I said, yeah, it's that easy. You just gotta follow A to B to C whatever the situation was. Yeah. I can't remember the context, but it was like I don't mind teaching random kids on the spot, coming up to say hello, have a yarn. So from a I know I'm a teacher because I've always got a, a love to want to impart something to hopefully give a kid or even if it's a yeah. parent. I even I even talk to parents, talk to adults. But I talk to adults sometimes how I talk to kids. Yeah. Hey you gotta sharpen up here, you gotta make sure you're doing this, do that. Yeah. It's, it's an ongoing thing. It's an everyday thing. It's a life thing.
0: Yeah, I'm going to jump in there. I think teaching, you know how to approach people as well. Yeah. Because it's such, much, sorry, so, because it's such a emotional profession. You can you know how to approach, especially students yeah. or younger kids. You know how to go there without sort of causing too much angst or anything. <laughs> yes. And to work with it. I go, my next one yeah. comes up to me the most when I go for food with my wife. For some reason, normally a breakfast thing on a weekend going down to the nice cafe, ready for my coffee. Haven't had coffee yet. so a little bit cranky sometimes. And just seeing kids run everywhere, yeah. like around the place, like young kids. I have the, I don't want to say the need, but I have like the want just to start controlling those kids. Yeah, yeah, and the parents yeah. sitting right there. And I'm, you know, okay, usually quite a patient person. And I see these kids running around, I'm like, I just want to sort of sit down. You sit down, get your parent to get involved, yeah. get them to sit down. And it kind of it's just, it's just craziness. And I don't know whether it's just... I very much appreciate order and control of things and like that. But it's that teaching thing as well. Like once it's a controlled environment, you're limiting the things that are going to go wrong. So the fact that stuff is is quiet in the atmosphere, or not quiet, stuff in the atmosphere is controlled. Once you see that chaos, I'm like, I've seen it escalate. I've seen stuff go pear-shaped from a lot of quick escalation. So it is that urge, which is getting better again, but it is there in me at times just to sort of want to go... Say something like, it's not my kids. Just, I can't say that. That's weird. My obviously can't do that. But it's definitely fighting that urge as well. I, I had one of those last night at Parenting Interview. Oh
1: yeah. Some kid came along with his older brother and he was trying to look in the cupboard next to me. <laughs> I was having a yarn with this with this one parent Yeah. and I saw him in the corner of my eye and I said young man, get away from the cupboard. It's one of those things. It's just... You're constantly on scan mode. You're constantly making sure that things are are done right. Like what you were saying, I will say something to some kids sometimes if I think the kid's out of control. Yeah. I know it's not my place because the parents should always be the the first point of contact. But yeah, if a kid's out of control in a sense of like showing a tantrum or whatever, I'll either say something or laugh one of the two. I I do one or the other. Going to restaurants, going to places out in, in town or whatever, you notice things done wrong. I struggle to not say anything. Because I will address, hey, 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 hey. Just simply getting someone's attention like that.
0: There's that need to sort of just go, all right, this environment right now needs to be brought down, oh. controlled, maintained. Oh, the bro. kids want the limitations. You just got to provide it. That's right. And they love limitations. They actually work better the Boundaries, boundaries. Yeah. Character trait number two, you know you're a teacher when? Bro,
1: I'm as, as, you, as, you, as I've mentioned before, being part of a church, I um, give part of my time and I serve in the kids, bro. And I remember watching these kids not follow the, the pastor's instructions and, bro, inside me, I was like, ooh.
0: Pens down, bro. eyes up, here." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and it was, it, bro, all they were asked to do was to stand up. You know, just stand up and, you know, come to the front and so forth. Yeah, yeah. And I was watching kids not listen and kids talking over the top. And I just, I, I sat there for about 30 seconds and allowed her to carry on. The kids were still talking over her while she was giving instructions. Yep. And I, I just put my hand up I put my hand up in the middle of the whole thing. I said, do you mind if I had a word to these kids? And she goes, yeah, sure. Oh, I could hear a pin drop. I said, oh, ear's on. And the tone changed very, they heard my tone change. So you put on that sort of teacher voice and all of a sudden the kids are like, ah, and they stop. And then you say to them, right, do you see the out there? She's trying to have a good conversation with you and give you instruction. Yeah. Let's try this again. eh? Let's try it all again. Yeah. Stand up, bro. Boom, everybody got up. Okay, well done. Now you can listen. Awesome stuff. Let's sit down. Sit down.
0: T- yeah, teacher voice <laughs> is definitely a thing. And when before I started teaching, I remember I was over in Europe with my Irish cousin about 22. He was a year older. He had just finished his teaching degree. And we were tenting the Oktoberfest. And he started doing teacher voice with me. And I was like, <laughs> this is so condescending right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, I'm a grown man. <laughs> and then ever since then, I'm like, teacher voice is definitely a thing. My wife will say... You're condescending to me in your teacher voice. And I'm like, it's just the way I never explain everything the first time yeah, yeah. because if I don't, I've got to explain it 30 different ways to right. 30 different kids. Right. So I just make sure I'm very contr- I'm very as concise as possible going through. It's not oh. trying to patronize you or condescend to you. But That's it's definitely there. It's yeah. definitely a thing. That track that I would, if I was to touch on, it'll be definitely your teacher voice.
1: Yeah. That's something that it's, once you become a teacher and you become a seasoned teacher in the yeah. sense, you know the power of the tone of your voice, yeah. And the kids pick up on it too. They
0: yep. can go, Ooh. The oh. kids are kind of mesmerised by it as oh. well. Like, oh, you can throw your voice as well yeah. to the room, and the kids kind of say, it. it's kind of like ah, oh, it's like a performance almost. I'm like, no, no, I'm just trying to <laughs> educate you. Just listen to my voice. <laughs> we'll get you there. But they do like it, and it is, and you can see. But and it's not the only thing though. I think anyway, another episode we talked about behaviour management. You can have. Opposite as well where people talk lower and kind of they're consistent with it and real kids in that way, and I've seen happen as well. Oh, I've seen that one. I've I've, I've literally seen – I remember
1: I had one teacher, bro. he got down to the point where he was almost worse.
0: Yeah.
1: and the kids' ears had to stretch because he didn't raise his voice to a certain volume. Yeah. The kids had to listen to him.
0: Yeah, and they do. They they tune back in, don't (laughs) they? Me, you know you're a teacher when character trait three, being teacher tired – <laughs> Man, I get so teacher tired. I think when I say teacher tired, I think it's just the emotional drain at times. And it might just be a me thing. But I think because you're negotiating so many choices all the time teaching. Mm. If this happens, this goes here. If it doesn't yeah. happen, this goes here. You're constantly thinking through situations. If you do this, this is going to be the reaction. Playing that chess or playing that, that strategy with your thoughts, I find that gets draining as well. And then you've got to deal with the repercussions. If I don't do the repercussions, what this happens... And Maybe it's taking it too far yes. on my end, but the times I walk to this car park end of the day, I'm like, I'm exhausted now. And it's not like, but it's it's not like a physical, I go for a run, I go to the gym or something. It's just that emotional drain, yeah. where where everything's been taken out of you. And there is those situations that you're in class and stuff's going pear shaped and you've got to be calm and patient, mm. and that takes a, a discipline as well. Oh, very much so, but there is. And I know maybe it's just I'm getting older as well, so I don't know. But I feel last couple of years, I like teach a tyre is definitely a thing. And it's kind of, it relates back to the holidays as well. I oh, Just the crash and the ties. So I think it's finding that balance out there as well where possible mm. can be a tough one. Bamboozles a good word as well. There's times I leave and I'm bamboozled. <laughs> like, how did all this happen today? But I'm going to come back tomorrow and hopefully it won't be the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's exactly the same. No, it's, there is this. I kid, there's good days and bad
1: days. <laughs> Just going to jump on that one as well. I, I too understand in the sense, I said this to one of our colleagues at school, I said, one of the things you got to be careful with, so when you look at yourself as a teacher, is the amount of energy that you walk into the school, hopefully you leave the same sort of thing. And the variables that you're just talking about, it is, it's you're constantly trying to make sure that things are being managed, you know, and hopefully work out for the best. Mm -hmm. So you're constantly making decisions. And what I think a lot of the non-teaching people don't understand is that side of things. It's the constant checking of variables and things that change on the go, that you're always, always weighing up this, that, this, that. Should I do this? Should I do this? As I've gotten older in my teaching, I've tended to... Try and narrow that down, so I'm not having to have so many thoughts going through my mind. Yeah, I'm already predetermined or pre-ready. Yeah. to what I want to want to happen. I am almost uh, forecasting this is the outcome that's going to happen. Yeah, and the good thing with that is that everyone's focused on that. So, as a teacher trait, yes, that energy stuff you've got to you've got to protect that. You've got to you've got to know that you can't get too invested because if you're too invested there, you don't have much when you get home. Yeah, so you have to have that balance of give enough,
0: yep. be regener- uh, rejuvenated and go again the next day. And I think that you're right, it's an experience thing. But the, uh, the, yeah, those those little decisions you make constantly mm. and you're constantly trying to figure everything out, like this comes, not overwhelming, but it comes overbearing at times. And you kind of think that this is just just draining, I guess what I'm looking I, for.
1: I look at today, I've I I made a decision today, I could go this way or go that way. One way was to go and help someone, but I didn't need to because that wasn't my actual Mm. calling to do mm-hmm. so I thought to myself, no no that's not it. That's stay in your lane stay in your yeah. lane carry stay on stay in your it. lane that's it. it's a hard thing to do
0: stay, stay in your lane, lane. Yep. very important though character trait one more each character trait number four you know you're a teacher when mm. what do you got I look at being
1: prepared I think you know you're a teacher when you know in your head you know what you want you know in your head that you've got to get this stuff ready mm-hmm. and you look at the classes that you have for the day so I'm constantly making sure that I've got all the work ready for the day um, knowing where, where my kids are up to, knowing that if this worksheet I've got to get this one ready, knowing mm-hmm. I've got to put things on the board. And it's just that being ready for the class, being ready before the class comes in, making sure you've got everything there. I think that's one of the bigger, knowing that you're a teacher is when you're constantly having to... Prep everything, prep your prep life. Yep. And, and and if you're prepped well, you're mm-hmm. in front of the game. But on the days when things are going, when your
0: timing is off... Yep. You're constantly chasing after Yeah, and you're chasing your tail yeah. and you're behind that. Yep, yeah. and that's where stuff happens as well. Yeah. yeah, I'm big on that. Definitely. I am going to go a little bit other direction. So I, you know, your teacher went, my last trait, having a low tolerance for anyone that has to teach me something that's not a teacher. <laughs> like it's just, but I can like an example. We are training like one of our dogs a couple of years ago and you go into a dog school and they're doing like Every couple of weeks you rotate through the groups and he, like he, our uh, dog's pretty well behaved. Like can be a little bit of a wild child, but most of the time he's pretty good. And he's, whatever, this day he's playing up. But it's like, he's got to do this. And then did that. And she's watching me, or him, whoever it was at the time, is watching me. I wish I could do that in the classroom. Yeah. Just you know you got to do it. It'll come to you. No, no who. <laughs> and I've had other times where people try to show me stuff. And they're like, yeah, it would just work. I'm like, something not how it happens. Like maybe I'm a slow learner. Who knows? Or maybe you're just mm. not good at teaching. So stay away from the classroom. But there is, and I think it frustrates me as well, because I kind of think that you say things, and it kind of feeds back in circle of life here, it feeds back into non-teaching folk. Not that I don't not like you. it just frustrate me <laughs> when you come to teaching that they think that teaching so easy. You yeah. do it and say it once. and Yeah, what do you mean you teach kids? Just say it once and then do it. No, you got to win them over to get them to do stuff, yeah. engage them, fight against small intention spans, get them to love math. Get them to pick up a pen, get them to bring a pen yeah, to yeah. class. All these little things, Jody, is oh, how we add up and <laughs> adds to the greater picture. Then we're good. Like always, thank you for listening and we look forward to catching you all next episode. Thank you.